Good evening, adventure fans! Welcome back to more of the heart-pumping fun with the League of Ultimate Questing. My name is Kip Killigan, voice of the LUQ and humble servant of the one and only Nexus Enterprise. Pioneers in scrying entertainment, masters of industry, and your source for the thrilling quest specials you and your families love to watch. With me as always is our own well-seasoned expert on all things adventure, Stormclad Thundertongue. Hey Kip, you doing okay there bud? Your little wings wrapped up tighter than a linen cigar. You turning into a mummy or something? Oh, that. <laughs> no, Storm, my friend. On the long list of words that describe me, clumsy is near the top. Took a bit of a spill, and now I'm paying for my own foolishness. I didn't have time to see the resident clerics before we went live, but I am A-OK. -okay. Don't worry, I won't do any heavy lifting. Mm, if you say so. I've seen my share of snapped ulnas, and it that looks like more than just a tumble down the steps. Yeah, us halflings are just a little more fragile, I guess. Don't bore our fans with my silly boo-boo. Let's all check in on the Mortal Dawn. Word on the street is they're gearing up for a big publicity event, taking a long-distance cruise on an airship powered not by magic, but by alchemy. An exciting step forward for the sciences, should it prove to finish its voyage. Well, with the MD's luck, something's gonna go sideways. I just hope it isn't the mast. We find our team, the Mortal Dawn, re-entering their Lucinilli apartment above the fish refinery. They had been sent across the country to help guide a traveling circus along a dangerous bandit-infested road, but it turns out that the members of the circus had come down with a horrible sickness while traveling near Camaris, and instead, the team was enlisted to become their headlining show for the evening. Using their various random talents, magical abilities, and strange physical attributes, they put on a hell of a show, and now as the sun sets, they return exhausted to their base. There are cold leftovers on the mantle. Not anymore. Right. Yeah, and there's a little note from Pierre that says, Bon appetit. <laughs> Is there a note from Pierre and then crumbs from where Morty just cleaned all of them while he was unsupervised <laughs> in the house? There's actually a little bowl left on the floor with some of the trim Aww. from the roast. Aww. There you go. <sighs> well, that was quite fun. It's a buzz. I think being on top of stage is not exactly where I belong. <laughs> Could have fooled me. I thought we did great. I've never been to a circus before. No, in a circus. That's what I mean. In a circus. <laughs> <laughs> and as Arvid takes their boot off like some straw, <laughs> falls out of it. <laughs> There's, you're still finding like bits of feather and glitter stuck to your armor and clothing mm. from the costuming. <laughs> and of course, the repercussions of the all-night party with those fun, fun carnies. Uh, sure, yeah. No. I, d I don't even remember half of what happened, but it seems quite fun. <laughs> there, is, there is a reason I try not to drink too much. <laughs> I don't even remember teleporting back. <laughs> <sighs> well, traffic guns haven't even been invented yet. <laughs> well, we do have the one more quest. We have right? one quest ahead of us, and that is sleep. <laughs> that is rest. Fair enough. Plus, if I know Maven, he'll probably be showing up at some inopportune moment to tell us that there is some horrible thing happening that we need to solve. I was waiting for the knock. Well, <laughs> pantomime to knock. Just as a joke. I was waiting for it. Nope, the night is quiet. And if there's nothing that needs to be handled, you can all turn into your beds. After everybody goes to bed, Heruthax is kind of going to sit up and, and quietly. Reginald. And you look over in the corner and there's like the humming box of the sleeping Reginald. Reginald, you're a construct. You actually sleep. What are you doing? And his eye opens up, and just like this red light fills that corner of the room. Yeah, okay, yeah. can you turn that down? Night mode. Enter night mode, come on. <laughs> and it dims. Oh, 
That's neat. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a volume function. What do you need, Arathax? Uh, Reginald, I was curious. You were with the team after I disappeared, yes? Accurate. You were recording. You always record, right? For the most part. Is it possible for me to witness the events after my disappearance? The ones that weren't broadcast already. I do have the audio. Let me pull it up. And you hear like this little clicking, whirring sound from inside. It says, No, wait. Those files have been cleared. By who? Not present information. That's most curious. Reginald, have you been hacked? Not to my knowledge, but I suppose if they did a good job, I wouldn't know. Somebody is going to get hacked if they don't go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize. Sometimes higher-ups have the ability to manipulate the information stored inside of us. It's fine. Uh, Herthax will leave and go find a, a D&D equivalent of a sports bar. Okay. There's definitely some taverns open in the Rot Ward. All right. They they are all-night businesses. I watch replays. But he's going to keep talking. I go up to the top of the roof, and I sit naked beneath the moonlight <laughs> for a meditation. Very good. Uh, and Christ is going to go lay down, uh, but he will be playing with the coin. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's our... not a euphemism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Playing with the jewels. Um, yeah, Arvid and, and Dog are both um, very, very sleepy puppies. Yeah, they're just like having Aww. a drooling contest at this point. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> just a big hairy pile shifting up and down with a slight trickle off the side. I don't think, I don't think anyone wins a drooling contest. <laughs> not the roommates, that's for sure. <laughs> And across the street, you hear some voice like, hey, put some pants on, your bum. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just joshing you. you know? <laughs> live, live your best life. <laughs> looks, looks like a full moon tonight. Yeah. No. You, know what I'm do- you know what? I'm doing it too. <laughs> oh, wow. You don't even see where this is coming from. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. Hard up there. I've got dark vision, and I can't even see this, dude. <laughs> and the morning comes. Uh, I assume Harithax is probably a little sleepy, having stayed up watching reruns of LUQ all night. Probably, yeah. But you are rested nonetheless. And in the morning, not as early as usual, but Maven does, in fact, show up. He doesn't have, like, a bunch of food or anything with him, because there's a ton of leftovers. But he does have some paperwork with him. And he shows up, and he seems like he's all business today. He says, team, how are you all doing? I uh, heard that that mission wasn't quite what we had expected. Uh, but it was so lovely. You should have seen it. Chris, you're absolutely glowing. <laughs> Thank you. He's going to see it. It was recorded. But no. I have more uh, pressing matters. Artax was trying to access uh, archives for our uh, quests. Mm-hmm. But they're gone. They're gone? Yes. Interesting. Um, I can look into that. Reginald said the files had been deleted. That must be someone pretty high up the chain. Uh... I had heard that they had the ability to disregard things that could be harmful to the League itself or potential dangerous information, um, but I haven't actually seen it. This is my first team. That is a very convenient way to hide something that could potentially be associating the League with the uh, Drav intentions. Hmm. I don't think we discussed that very much during that period, but... Hmm. Well, it's strange indeed. I'll look into it. I could certainly ask if there's any reasoning for it. They might have paperwork involving it. I'll definitely do what I can. The... Thank you for bringing this to my attention. Well, tomorrow the airship will be leaving. It sounded like you were all pretty keen to get aboard that and experience that whole thing. <sighs> we were. Mm. 
Much of what we are now is what for quest now. It's a lot back to back, but the good news is by the time you're done with this, all the payments should have come in and Herothax will be off of their potion ban. I do like fed money. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much uh, how much trouble can we really get into on an airship? It's probably um, <clears throat> not going to be as much, you know, physical <clears throat> exertion, right? Arvid. Arvid, mm. why did you have to say that? You get in trouble in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> the walls are thin. <laughs> and the well is not deep. Uh, <laughs> Give it five minutes. Uh, I guess I understood what you're saying. Uh, Could you please cast Gust of Wind after you leave the bathroom, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you competitive with a fish refinery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Well, I for one am excited to be on a ship that's not actually on impossibly deep water. I'd rather be in the air. At Instead, can... impossibly deep air. It's just... <laughs> but at least you can see everything below you in the air. You don't know what's below you on the ocean. I'm going to be honest. I would much rather not know what is under me in the ocean. <laughs> I can arrange for a teleportation to Denain today, if you wish, and then you can arrive there for the evening and be ready in the morning when the airship takes off. Works for me. Is, is there anything more we need to know about this quest? Well, it was listed as a sort of a PR thing. There's going to be a couple of nobles on the ship. It's a pretty small vessel, from oh. what I understand, oh, compared no. to most sailing ships. Oh, God, don't tell me. Oh, no. <laughs> Are Desmond and Delilah I have not heard from them um shall i check in with no the let's keep it that state? way <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure they're not dead of course i know that they had a pretty hard time underground mm. yes that must have been quite challenging what an ordeal mm. herithax is staring at artem they're a potential asset don't look at me like this <laughs> no it just you it's fine it's fine <laughs> Uh, I will go arrange the teleportation. When you arrive to the uh, Silver Precinct, they'll be ready for you. Just let them know. Show them your wristband and everything should be up and up. Mm-hmm. And I will, in fact, check with the Salvidons and make sure that their health is well. Don't tell them what we're doing. Be sure to mention that it is me who is asking. All right. It's possible. Very good. Well, I have a lot of work to do in the next couple of days. I will check in with you when you return from your airship mission, and I hope it's fun. There should be some games and gambling, perhaps, and drinks, and some good well-to-do nobles. If you're looking for any kind of sponsorships, there might be people there who would be interested in giving you some money. Hmm. I will be sure not to talk to them. <laughs> I'll look over at Chris. If that is your choice. Give him a nod. Well, hmm. In that case, do we need to uh, update our wardrobe a little bit? Oh, Just yeah. a little nicer than usual? Does Maven have any more of those fancy, like, costume rings that he had last time we went to a party? No, I could in a few days, but it would require some advance notice from the Mages Guild. Pity. Mm. I always look fabulous. <laughs> that, that, yes. I make a point of never looking fabulous. <laughs> I think they're looking for a league team to be on the quest. So if mm. you look like yourselves, then I think that's the best you can do. I'm curious about something. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can help. I'll try. We are um, famous now? No? There is a degree of fame, yes. Perhaps, why do we not um, make uh, appearances? Do stunts, as you say. That's a good question. I mean, this will be a good first experience into that, yes. Well, second. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just a little too excited. I would also like, at some point, to spend some time with other teams. Maybe uh, learn something from them. That's very wise. Yes, thank you for reminding me. I'm so sorry, it's been so long. Uh, I think they were the the stars? Sons of Starlight? Yes, the Sons of Starlight. Do mm-hmm. you know what... What are you thinking of Broken Ballad? Uh, no, Sons of Starlight. I remember they had a teammate they were trying to revive. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yes, if you can get me any information on them, I, I, I do have information on that. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, their teammate has been revived. Oh, that's great. And has temporarily retired from the league. Um, oh, no. They're still technically an effective team, but they don't have a fourth member, so they can't take on any quests. But they're oh. still in fine standing with the LUQ. Remind oh. me who the Sons of Starlight are. I remember the Broken Ballad. You oh, saw just... them when we were, uh, when yes. we were standing in uh, Little Men. Yes, 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 we were going and turning King Squeak, and they were coming out, and, oh, you know. Yeah, no, I don't remember They that were an elven family that took the proving at the same time as you that have formed their own team. Okay. Brothers and sisters of a massive elven family from Ilasar. Maybe if we were looking to get to know other teams, maybe we should get to know them, too. Well, they certainly seem to be fond of you all, especially mm-hmm. Chris. Did the Broken Ballad revive their dead person? I don't know that they've gone through with that paperwork yet. Oh, okay. Pity. Well, I might have a bunch of good news for you when you return, so we'll see how that goes. So Maven takes off with a big smile on his face, seeming to be very excited about some of the work he has to do, and he seems eager to fill you in on it when you return, but the day is yours. Hmm. Maven's weird. (laughs) Well, why do you say that? I just turn and look at you. What about Maven does not trigger weird for you? Everybody here is weird. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Well, is there anything else we need to do? I'm, I'm ready to quest. I don't know about you all. I don't see any reason why we couldn't just go now. I mean, I don't really have anything I need to buy. I already did what? Uh, put in my order. Oh, no, my order. When is it coming? Good question. Is he, He's gone now, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. I keep telling you, you could cast sending. I'm just saying. I don't have that prepared, and I don't want to. Speaking of which, I should probably figure out what the hell I'm going to prepare for this. Hmm. Let's see, we're going to be in the air. What the, what the, what kind of spells could they use for in the air? I'm, is anyone else a little uh, terrified? I remember the last time I was up in the air, I didn't like it very much. When was that? Uh, you know, during the proving. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That, that was good. little... Sorry, he's a child. He's opening the chest and flying in the air. That stupid kid who has better magic than me. Mm. I wonder how he's doing. Did they make? <laughs> did they make a proving yet? I don't know. Maybe we should find out. Yeah, well, Maven just left, so that's not a great time. I'll just write a note. It's Chris, fine. you should go shopping with me. Okay, fine. Yes. <laughs> and what is it you wish to purchase? Huh. Time. Gotcha. <laughs> just pulling Chris away from the rest of the team for a little bit. Sure. So you guys go out into the market square, the five guild square. Um, as they're leaving, I'm going to approach Ivan. Mm-hmm. Ludwig, I need your help. Ah, uh, yeah. Go into the roof. Maybe uh, take these off. And I pointed their clothes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my cloak? No, all of it. I take uh, off my jacket and like go down to like just like loincloth, basically. Uh huh. The like character starting equipment. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, is this what it looks like? Uh, is this flirting where you come from? I don't know this word. <laughs> oh my God. The thing I like about this is Arvid's certainly the kind of person who wouldn't care about being naked, but the fact that our team's asking is just kind of weird. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chris is like, my spider sense is tingling. What's happening right now? I sense nakedness. People are getting naked. I'm not there. Uh, Arvid will remove shirt while asking, what is this about? Uh, this word. Uh, penitence? Uh, what? You know, you know, punishment. Not for you. This is getting really kinky really quickly. Okay. okay. Come on, come on. All right. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> naked. Um, you go, and, go down up. to the loincloth or the dick out. I need to know for the scene. You're in an open town. <laughs> yeah, if we're if there are other people um, 
around definitely not complete nudity sure <laughs> i mean we're on a roof right i mean it's, oh yeah, it's yeah. like a flat roof okay okay we're um, on a roof, that's fine and i'm assuming it's covered in gravel yeah there's some gravel up here uh good so i'm gonna kind of square off with them and be like okay go ahead and hit me why do i have to be naked i don't know it seems more appropriate 16 yes 16 yeah, without your armor on, that should hit you square. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just take the hit. I don't even try to move. The hit at that point was like a chest hit, like obviously not trying to really hurt you. Oh, cool. The moment that the moment I get con- that contact and I realize that you're not trying, I full on as hard as I can throw a punch at your head. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, that is an 18 plus three. Yeah. Yikes. You yeah. hit it right in the jaw from Artyom's tough little fist. What Crack. are you? Little child? Come on, hit me. Ah, you did not say we were fighting you said hit me Mm. i'm punishing you for not hitting me (laughs) (laughs) um okay yeah arvid in response to that will give him a good old headbutt with those ram horns of his cool going straight for the head head on head headbutt i don't try to dodge um, and I meet your horns with my nose. Excellent. Mm. Uh, you hear a loud, thick, sickening crunch, and all of a sudden, mm. just blood sprays out of my face. I'm like, ah, that's it. This is perfect. Ugh. Oh, this is uh, unpleasant. Meanwhile, Haruthax turns to Chris as they get away. I'm worried about Artyom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? I'm, I'm a little more worried about you. I, I uh, woke up and there were little crystals in you. What? I look down. What? Crystals? No, I uh, I went I went out last night. I was watching replays. I've seen the all of the the talking heads. They're all analyzing the play by play, and the, mm. there's a lot of talk about RTM's deal. And uh, mm. you were kind enough to bring it up to me. And I, uh, mm. firstly, I want to say you're you're all idiots. What? <laughs> oh, please explain yourself. Okay, listen. Fey beings are like basically chaos incarnate. You can't make a deal with a fae and expect them to honor it exactly without twisting their your words around and corrupting your intention. Sure, but... I've had dealings with fae before. They never, ever end well. Sure, but uh, I don't think you understand how hurt he was. How truly... I don't think I've ever even seen him have an emotion before. But That's I, a bit harsh. Uh, Arthur has a lot of emotions. He does, but not like this. Not in the same way. He was... He was worried and and scared, and we all were. And I understand. We also had to go save save the fort. Yes, we didn't have much choice. We were so lost, and there was only so much time. Well, I mean, the the person did tell you that getting lost was the first step in getting there. Sure. So you're you're halfway there. But I understand. What I'm saying is, he was a fool for making this deal, and you were a fool for not stopping him. I think. After what you said, this being didn't exactly honor the exact terms that Artyom tried to agree to. Mm. I don't believe it took all of his feelings or all of his memories. Mm-hmm. I think it only took the positive ones. Mm. What it said was that his memories of me would be hazy, a gray mm-hmm. area. He would meet me as a stranger. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like he treated me like a stranger when he saw me? I... That's a rather good question. He's uh, different he was... than he was, Chris. Yes, but you could also use this as a new opportunity to 
forge a new path with him. I don't know if you actually want all those feelings to come back. During my trial, he interrupted Maven twice. He'd ask Maven a question. Maven yes. would begin to answer, and he would yawn in the middle of Maven's response. Yes. That yeah. has nothing to do with me, and then everything to do with his manners towards Maven. He did mm. the same thing to you. He'd ask you a question, you would respond, and he would cut you off. Um, well, there's a bit more to that. At the fort, how do I say this? He had met an old friend, and uh, his old friend gave him an artifact in which would warn him of an impending danger. Maven took it off that warning. He doesn't trust them. And you? Does he not trust you? Mm. My point is, I think that this fake creature is messing with us. I think it's chosen Artyom to entertain it by taking away his positive associations. That's my point. Hmm. Well, then maybe we should come up with a plan for this trickster. He brought up specifically the memory of the mirror hall. He said I was dicking around in the hallway and he almost died. As I recall, he pushed himself into that room without waiting for everyone to catch up because he wanted to inspect the dais. But mm. he specifically remembered an event the fox told him he would not remember. I think it mm. picked and chose. And I want you to keep an eye on him. I think he trusts you more than he trusts me. Sure. And we should be sure that he's not being influenced. Sure. Then maybe uh, we should monitor him, but come up with a plan for this trickster. A shame to say it a little bit. I've... Uh interest in this fey being so maybe we can uh, come up with something listen what you do with your spare free time is totally <laughs> up to you and it'll be a good time to cut back to you two on the roof yeah um at this point we're just full on brawling <laughs> awesome. yeah yep on the ground um muscle on muscle yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy on the other roof. I really like it now. <laughs> and Morty's kind of running around you two in circles, like seeing seeing that this is in for dog talk. Like this is kind of play, even though you guys are really going for it. But Morty's like super excited. Like <laughs> after like the first few minutes, and once I realize Morty's there, I I ask you make sure that uh, anytime I am weak in my back, that he tries to pull out my leg from under me. Go for the ankle. Oh yeah, Morty training. <clears throat> All right, yeah, Morty, you flank him. Awesome. Yeah, you uh, go ahead and just roll me animal handling. I just want to see how that goes. Because this is the, the saga of Morty's training continuing. Plus two, so 12. All right. Uh, you start to incorporate him more. It's not like he's just going for whatever he wants. He's You still have to shout commands at him, but he's getting better at following them. And it's effective. And every time I bleed and I get hurt, I'm mm -hmm. trying to like channel that. I'm trying to like use the pain of the sun and the sure. pain of the ant, like everything and just... Just feel it and let it let it kind of drive me. Sure. And you're kind of getting this resonance as you spar with Arvid, who is very much driven by emotion in the way he fights mm -hmm. um, and kind of learning that like, OK, there's ways to control not just the pain, but also the anger behind it. And yeah, you definitely learn some new tricks, especially just from throwing down like Arvid knows how to fucking fight. <laughs> once, once I start to feel that 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 like resonance, I pull out my the Cosmerial's charge, mm -hmm. lengthen it and pass them a, a quarterstaff. So that we can start getting into more weapons training. Cool. I do not know how to use this. But this is okay. Yeah, just a big stick to you. So. Okay. <laughs> Grab by the very end of the stick and try to 
<laughs> whack him on the head, I'm right? Gonna and, I'm going to try and channel that resonance and like into the staff itself or into my spear and just mm-hmm. kind of see if it if I if I have any connection there. Oh, yeah. I mean, every time you use it, the thorns stick into your hand and create mm-hmm. even more blood. And the first impact, it does a pretty good job blocking it. And actually, the quarterstaff sticks into the thorns for just a moment. Mm-hmm. And it requires a little bit of separation. Arvid's also swinging it like a big sword, which is not how it's really made. <laughs> Arvid may change his uh, tactic to um, trying to break the other stick with his stick. Right. Yep. Mm. You don't find much luck with that. And normally when you're using something like this long and wooden, you're going to get a lot of like recoil through your arm and feel the vibrations. This, it just feels like it's passing through your veins and like you can feel it passing into your heart. So it blocks a lot of the, the tension quite a bit, but it just sort of shoots. I'm going to start practicing trying to see if I can use the thorns to disarm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you guys do a fair deal of training throughout mm-hmm. the day until you guys leave for the evening, and you both learn a lot about each other's fighting style and perhaps improve some things on your own. Yeah. And every now and then the neighbor's just like, oh, yeah, get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as soon as we're done, I'm just like, you're fantastic, man. Why are you not using more of this? Ugh. It's a fantastic skill. Uh, you mean the stick thing? I, I was having fun there. That was pretty cool. Duh. Oh, that, was a, that was a fun stick. This is very good. You look over and Morty's got the entire stick in his mouth. It's got like some blood and holes and he's just Aww. like, tries to go through the door and just clunk, clunk. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> look, I would like to see you do more of uh, your different weapons. You've got the spear that you can throw. You've got the, all these different talents. I feel like if you use your skills and we try to tactically put you in good positions to draw attention away and take people out in, 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 in disadvantaged situations, I think it'll be good for all of us. It does seem like we usually get into a fight before we've meant to. I think I think a lot of the time it's uh, we are already surrounded by the time the fight begins. And I'm looking to change that. Okay. I'm looking to make sure that we are ready for every contingency if possible. Well, maybe next time we get the drop on someone, we can do a plan. Duh. Yeah. Ah, this feels good. I mean, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and as you do pass into the apartment, Morty does, in fact, clonk as the stick goes. But then Morty just kind of looks at it and just pushes and it snaps the <laughs> I was, I was hoping that Morty would do exactly that because he's so strong. So cute. So hopefully we timed it so that you guys get back at about the same time. Yeah, that sounds probably You come back right. and they're just like covered in blood and bruises. And I'm just like sitting there like patting Arvid's shoulder and just like shaking him. Still naked? Yeah. Okay. I imagine small cloths. Yeah. I also want to know like in the fantasy setting, what would be on both of your boxer shorts like the cartoon? Unders. <laughs> Guessing potatoes for Artyom? <laughs> Moths. Moths, oh. moths. Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. Well, if it was going to be some kind of print, I think you know the cute little sheep would be a good mm. one with like the ram horns, little mm-hmm. little like kawaii. Oh, and just one face. ram skull right Aww. where the crotch is. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, that would be rad. <laughs> like, a, like a banana hammock, but it's yeah. like one of the. It's like a you know the cow, the dead cow, mm-hmm. but I guess a ram. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> I'm 100 percent into this. So she's got some stupid font that just says ramming speed right in front. <laughs> Yeah, Arvid's definitely like a speedo kind of dude. <laughs> Sweet. Um, and you guys have been told now that you're a little bit cleaned up, you can do a little bit of non-mechanical healing to kind of patch things up. Sure. It's almost like you're a doctor uh-huh. and a cleric. <laughs> and Arvid doesn't take a lot of damage from punches. So you both do just fine. And uh, Red. great sidebars. I love those. And uh, yeah, you guys know that you can set, head to the Silver Precinct at any time to teleport over to the next city. Should we teleport soon so we don't have the jet lag? What is jet? It's a, it's a, it's a gemstone. Sometimes it interferes with teleportation, makes time flux. You remember the last time we teleported, there was that time flux. Reginald said we'd been gone for days. We thought we'd been gone for hours. Duh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. This is good. Cannon. 
<laughs> All right. And the party makes their way down to the Silver Precinct. Once again, you now know the path. You've been here like three or four times now. And you make your way to the uh, Arcane Quarter. Be sure to bring the swan. Of course. Swan is upon me. Good. The swan's upon. <laughs> we'll be at high vantage point. If things go badly, then being able to teleport instantly to the ground would be very useful. RTM, I, I missed a pun. It's the the swan is upon me. Spasiba. <laughs> very good. As we're walking, Haruthax wants to keep an eye out for halflings. Are we being trailed, watched, uh, menaced in any way by... Roll me a perception check. Okie dokie. Eleven. <laughs> uh, I mean, there are some halflings out. Uh, Lucinelli has a fairly decent halfling population, but you don't catch any mean mugging you or following in your footsteps. Okay. With the usual flash of magic from the two wizards activating the teleportation circle, you guys appear. Every other time you've been teleported, you've gone into some sort of magical building that had runes inscribed into the floor, some sort of very specific. This is the teleportation receiver, holodeck style. Um, this one, you're out in the middle of the open field. There is, in fact, a stone platform with a teleportation marking on it, but it's not far from like a huge farmhouse. And there's a massive mountainscape behind you. You guys have seen the Himmelhorns and the Winter Thrones. Those are huge, icy mountains. These are just endless tall cliffs that surround Chimaris. And you are now in the mining and farming village of Denane. Not a huge population, not a ton of buildings. Most of them kind of go up into the mountains. You can see a trail that leads up where there's sort of mining operations spread out throughout the uh, cliff walls and there's just farming down below but there's a huge wooden stadium that's been like erected with chairs and a big platform and they're parked out in one of these huge farming fields is this giant set of blacksmith bellows but with sails coming off the side of it and this is some sort of bizarre alchemical ship i am staring at the cliffs they are a massive and just over the top of them it seems like there's a kind of storm that's just brewing always slightly purple in tint to the clouds occasional bolts of red and white lightning what in the hills is this i don't know but it must have been pretty important for someone to build a teleportation circle to this little village something important must have been here once i'm talking about that i point to the cliffs what is that lightning <laughs> does anyone yes. have knowledge nature uh, I do. I think Arvid does too. Yeah? No, I don't no? think so. That's okay. Yeah, nature. 15? You've never seen it before. You've never experienced it in any way, but you have heard about the Everstorm, which is just an endless, roiling cumulonimbus of arcane terror that floats over Kamaris at all times. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, can uh, I roll to see the emotion of the storm? Sure. Yes. <laughs> I want to roll. Okay, and hey, I'm, I haven't rolled I am, yet, guys. I've rolled, and I have an affinity with storms. It's literally you, just like, "How's it going, buddy? <laughs> hey, you good? You good? <laughs> I don't know. I could be having a hard time. You know. <laughs> Wait, Arcana, Arcana mm -hmm. nineteen. Nineteen. Mm -hmm. Um, you do in fact get to resonate with things like thunder, and it's. It's hard to pin in motion on something like this, but if anything, there's just a endless ocean of revenge. Revenge. You humans will pack bond with anything. <laughs> How do you think all the half races showed up? <laughs> Fair. Speaking of which, what kind of people are here? Is it all humans again? And as you take a glance again. around. <laughs> 
uh, you do take a glance around and you notice that there's a group coming from where that large amphitheater, mini like wooden amphitheater has been erected. And uh, there's a group of individuals coming towards you. It looks like they're wearing workers' uniforms. And one of them is uh, much shorter than the other ones. They're hard to make out from here, but you'd notice like a bright shock of greenish hair. Fellas, why is it always humans? Are there more humans in the world than anyone else? I don't know. I'm not good at this. How many other races are there? I dealt with maybe three. And a voice kind of carries out over the field as it gets closer and says, Sure seems like all humans to me. And uh, long time no see, mortal Dawn. And you see Captain Regina Spaldwin. <gasps> Regina. Oh, it's so nice to see you. It's your favorite person, Christ. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and she tromps right up to the group. She's wearing a different uniform than she had before. Before it was sort of like this piecemeal pirate thing. And now she's got like this official looking onesie, like a power suit thing with captain banners hanging on the side and buttons and pins. Regina, are you a sky pirate now? The word power onesie just came into my head. And I'm so excited about it. Wow. All right. Give him a you minute. killed him. <laughs> Sorry. He's coming back. He's coming just down. killed him. <laughs> He's bright red. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are you though? Power onesie. <laughs> nope. Shut still, up. still doing it. Damn it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You go. Um, she says, "Looks like I got a new gig for the time being." You told me to look around for some new work, and look where I am. You did aim high. Hundred miles from the ocean, about to fly that thing up into the sky. Mm. Oh, you're a captain today. I told him I could fly anything. Do you have the same crappy crew? No, these are professionals, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> they seem okay. Uh, they've got, you know, matching uniforms and they're trained to work on the maintenance and things of the ship. I know the feeling and I put up my own little quotes. <laughs> There's a lot of finger quotes going on in this exchange. <laughs> yeah, they're okay. Um, they know how to cut loose a little bit. That's what I kind of care about. But uh, yeah, this, look at this whole thing. There's fucking... There's uh, LUQ monitors floating around everywhere. You can't see them right now, but I promise they're there. Uh, there's a crowd that's going to be here. People are selling tickets like hotcakes. It's going to be a big thing. This is the first alchemically powered ship to ever go on a voyage this long. Oh, 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 Regina, what's the difference between an alchemical and a regular chemical? Well, I'm no expert, but I think I can break it down a little bit. Um, there are some flying ships, especially in Danmere, places like uh, Andmar and and design, but they're fueled by magic. So it's actually wizards making giant things that can float using the power of their spells or crystals or whatever they put out there. This one is fueled by alchemy. So it actually like, it burns fuel. It uses the energy that's released when you burn things like coal or wood or whatever they're choosing for this voyage and using that to propel itself skyward. So does that mean they have a, a furnace that can burn anything in there? It's like a magical furnace. I mean, or a, an alchemical furnace. Well, it's a very powerful furnace, that's for sure. Excellent. Not that that's scary. They've tested it and everything. Um, it's pretty well under control. Herithax is going to use the staff of the witness to cast see invisible on themselves or mm -hmm. see invisibility on themselves just to see how many monitors are actually flying around. There's like a dozen over by the field. Wow. Kind of swimming around in the sky. What, what are Re you looking at? I'm looking at all the monitors. Reginald, can you see other invisible creatures? Or are you guys all going to be bumping into each other all the time? Because I'm looking forward to that's going to be really funny. I can see the other Reginalds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That is an important question. Can Reginald see in, uh, invisible enemies before we can? Can you? I do not know. We haven't really dealt with anything invisible yet. When it happens, let us know. He's not going to. <laughs> He's not going to let us know. He's probably against the rules. That'd be a weird, like, loophole. No, I don't mean let us know in the middle of the fight, but <laughs> afterwards, I'm curious if maybe the uh, the audience gets to see something. I'm sorry, Regina, we are very distracted. Oh, that's all right. I remember how you guys used to talk to something that wasn't there. 
well, are you all ready to get skyward? We're just taking off first thing in the morning. There's all kinds of elites that are going to be aboard. Yes. Anyone we should know about in particular? Elite what? Uh, I, you know, I've always wondered that myself. <laughs> <laughs> How exactly they, they're, they're rich. Yeah. We'll put it that way. They're elite with coin. <laughs> They've got fancy royal bloodlines or things like that. I don't know. I yes, I was hoping there would be some kind of elite soldiers or something like this. I'm hoping there ends up being a fight on the airship and uh, Arvid can eat someone off of the ship. <gasps> oh, wait, are we the elite soldiers? Is that what we're here for? Oh, is this the security job? What are we doing here? Yeah, it's a good question. I think they wanted to have a league team on board, both for the kind of, everyone loves the LUQ, so it kind of connects with the regular fan base. Not everyone's a big fan of the nobles and the rich people of this kingdoms. Um, you're a little more down to earth. And plus, they heard from me uh, that since I was piloting, they're like, well, do you have any teams in particular that you kind of fond of? And I was like, well, Mortal Dawn's all right. They've uh, protected my ship in the past. Look at you. Thank you very much. Yeah, you, Chris helped me get the job by talking to some members of the LUQ. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get back to the sea as soon as I can. But this pays a lot of money. Yes, maybe you can get a couple upgrades to your ship. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe you just steal this ship and turn into a sky pirate. It sounds pretty cool. All right. Well, let's we'll try not to encourage crime. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My advice for you is to have a small breakfast because the turbulence can be strange. And we're about to go off into the endless blue. I don't want to sound like a broken phonograph or anything, but. Back in my questing days, they didn't have PR stunts where you could get free tickets to a luxury cruise just to sit and eat three courses and wave at geese. What's next? Team getting hired to test new mattresses? Maybe a grand opening of Minotaur Farms 48 Flavors Ice Creamery? It does seem like a bit of a vacation from the usual knoll fights and trap dodging. Social skills can be a big part of questing, and using those gifts while among wealthy nobles is a great way for teams to get new sponsors, and bring extra money into their party funds for potions, new weapons and armor, and space rentals. Yeah, you gotta make that dosh. Well, I'm not mad about it, I'm just... I don't know, maybe I'm just jealous. Uh, I never saved up a lot of coin when the penance was in the swing of things. I had a policy about new gear that never steered me wrong. Oh, what's that, Storm? Let's put it this way, if you sneak into my room and try to bury a magical stiletto into my windpipe and force me to twist your head off like the lid of a cookie jar, well, you just donated a magical stiletto to the bank of Storm. Most of the corpses we left in our wake came equipped for a scrap, and statistically, one of them was bound to have size 16 boots. That is a big boot, Storm. Of course a big boot, Skip. I'm a big boy. There's a metaphor here about walking a mile in another man's shoes somewhere. But I'm just saying, there's a reason loot is both a verb and a noun. Recycling weapons and armor is thrifty. More timeless words of wisdom from our own blooming author and former League legend. With this lesson in mind, let's get back to seeing what's in store for our team aboard the Mile High Comet, right after this word from our sponsors. People say that happy cows make the best milk. Well, what would you say if I told you our cows were full-time employees? sign contracts, health insurance, and employee benefits. That's right, here at Minotaur Creamery, we believe that consent and compensation make the best milk your gold can buy. It's a good job. I make my own hours, and I'm treated like I'm part of the team, because I am. Try our new rosemary double cream labyrinth cheese, big horn heavy whipping cream, or just start your day with a cold glass of our Minotaur whole milk. Minotaur Creamery. We put the dairy 
in Legendary. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Listen here, all you cuties. I don't know what you think you're doing with all this love and support, but it's freaking me out. Every week we get new Patreon subscribers, more love on our Discord channel and Twitter page, and constant reminders that we have the best freaking fans. So thanks, I guess. But in particular, I want to thank our legendary team, Jeff Ammons and Dave Mladenov. But what's this? A new hero has joined the legendary team. Isaac Davies, who has been a stalwart supporter since the beginning, has upped his Patreon subscription to 25. So thank you so much, Isaac. I just, oh, it's so good. I might have to reach out to you guys and start getting like a team name going for the credits because it's growing to the point where that seems kind of appropriate. But we'll figure something out. Speaking of Dave Mladenoff, Law and I are working on a new episode of D20 Questions featuring that self-same legend. Uh, so keep your eye out for that in the coming weeks. On another note, I'm going to be in Japan from Black Friday until December 13th. We're still trying to figure out how we're going to handle that for luck, so I wanted to apologize in advance for any issues or interruptions or gaps or anything like that. Finally, we are currently courting sponsors. To start, I want to say that I understand if that's groan-inducing for some of you. I can't blame you for not wanting to hear adverts on the show, except the hilarious comic stylings of Law and sometimes myself. But as it stands, we have six people on staff putting huge swaths of their own personal time in gratis. The Patreon is set aside for Slapdash Studios' costs, so as it stands, that's all non-profit, and this is all volunteer work. And I, for one, would love to see that change. But I want everyone to know that we will not advertise anything on this show that we do not support and genuinely believe in, and we aren't just going to phone it in. If you have any questions or concerns, or you know of a business that might like to advertise with us to get us that sweet ad loot, please reach out to us by email at admin at slapdeskstudios.com or in our Discord channel, which can be found on our Patreon site or even by Twitter. It doesn't really matter. I'm sorry for this long and kind of serious mid-roll. As the show and company grow, things are going to get complicated, and we want to make sure that you're informed and comfortable with the changes because all of this means nothing without your support. So without further ado, let's get back to the action. Well, how are you kids doing in here? We're bored! Oh no! Maybe we should go to Kid Zone Epic Fantasy Fungin! 
KidZone Epic Fantasy Fungeon, the kid-friendly underground playhouse. Teach your kids about teamwork, preparation, and self-preservation in the Epic Fantasy Fungeon, an endless replica dungeon made out of kid-safe foam padding and bright, stimulating colors with simple but crucial puzzles. Dodge the squirt gun wall traps, leap over the bottomless ball pit, do battle with teddy bugbears, and defeat the nasty homework demon at the heart of the labyrinth. But don't take a wrong turn, or you could be trapped for all eternity. And while the kids have their epic fun, you can kick back in the parents' lounge. They're over all the time, just waiting for me to let my guard down so they can trip me and strip my flesh. God, there's so many of them. More wine, madam. Just leave the bottle. Mommy, mommy, we unearthed an ancient curse. That's nice, sweetie. Kids Zone Epic Fantasy Fungeon Survival of the Funnest. The sound of trumpets and fireworks fills the air as the roaring of the crowd echoes out over this open field where this ship is now hovering just inches off of the ground just spewing out plumes of black smoke as it begins to rumble and shake. And there's a wooden platform that leads up onto the deck, and the crowd is going crazy as a group of figures are making their way up onto the deck for the first time. Up aboard the ship, there are workers in uniforms of white and red and gold, and they're all waving at the audience. Some of them are like throwing out streamers, and some of them are setting off fireworks from the ship proper. And this line of very well-dressed individuals, followed by the Mortal Dawn, dressed as they usually do, uh, make their way up onto the deck. Uh, you see a very tall, lanky wizard with long black robes and silver symbols kind of hanging off of them in jewelry. Uh, there's a very old, looks like a wood elf, long ears, a huge head of brown hair with feathers tied into it. Um, there is a young Alcaran woman wearing golden armor that has embossments of the sun wrapped around the neck and actually like a halo around her connected to the shoulder pads. Um, she has tattoos all over her skin. And there is a very stern older woman with scars on her face and pulled back white hair, wearing beautiful, shining full plate armor and a long red cloak. And she's using a walking staff as she enters onto the deck. And other than you guys, these are the other passengers that you have uh, been made aware of. Not a lot of passengers, not a huge crew. That's all that's here. And there printed on the side of the ship is the words, The Comet. And a voice goes over the announcers and says, Hey everybody, I'm Kip Killigan, voice of the LUQ and servant of the Nexus Enterprise, here to do the christening of the first ever alchemically powered ship traveling for more than 100 miles. We've got the comet with Captain Regina Spector, and boy is the crowd going crazy. And there's a, ah, roaring as everyone hears the voice of Kip Killigan. You're not sure where he is. He's probably in a booth somewhere. Maybe he's being projected from far away. Who knows, with Kip. And without further ado, everyone... Wave them goodbye. We'll see you all in Rogamia. And this huge illusory bottle of like bright pink appears in front of the ship, transparent and magic, and it shatters against the front of it and hundreds of little tiny pink butterflies fly in every direction. As there's a lurching of the wood under your feet and this almost like a pop of energy as the ship begins to ascend skyward very quickly. What in the hell is a comet? I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, it's a sky thing. <laughs> <laughs> More of this sky crap. 
and uh, they take the guests of the ship down below deck where there is sort of a mess hall. Um, there are some gaming tables and there are some food being laid out. Everyone has the nice kind of like, you all had RSVPs of like chicken or steak sort of thing. Um, and you get introduced to some of the other passengers of the ship. They all don't look like they're friends. They're probably all in very separate fields of business. None of them are chummy. And they all kind of introduce themselves at some point. The first one is the tall, lanky mage with pulled back black hair and silver jewelry. Hmm. LUQ team. Fascinating. Glad to see you here. Uh, he looks at the captain badge on RTM's chest and says, Isumir Vex. Shakes your hand. A little bit clammy. My, my hand's covered in scars and, like, dried blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't seem to phase him. Have we heard that name before? I am positive you've heard the name Vex before. Our family is one of the largest and wealthiest in all of Mackinac. I am the fifth chair of the Black Tower. So... We'll be in good hands. I think I'm supposed to know what that means. Yes, I think you are. And uh, he goes off to his seat. And uh, the woman in the armor, she seems to have been kind of sizing you all up this whole time. She has a very stern, almost militaristic glare to her, and her arms are always either folded or she's kind of tapping her metal staff. She says, hmm, well, you're not equipped as well as I'd like, but I've watched you on the show and you do good work. Thank you. My name's Lady Ilian. What more could we be equipped with? Ilian Armor. I don't know what this is. Finest ironworks in all of Mackinac. That's my business. Ugh. I've been at the forge since I was a child. I've made an empire for myself. All of the king's knights, the highest-ranking members of the military, they wear Ilian iron. Duh. A self-made woman. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. I have some sponsorships with some teams. It's nice to get the advertising out there. It's nice to see my armor doing its job and protecting those brave people that are out there helping those weaker than themselves. That is noble. I like to think so. So if you're ever looking for an upgrade, I'm not necessarily looking for some more sponsorship teams, but by Ilian. I like reach under like one of the scales and like pull out like just blood and bits that have just collected into it. And I like look at the gashes and like the mm. weird sewn together bits. I'm just like, hmm, I hope I get my new armor soon. You really ought to clean that. That can't be sanitary. Nah. Maintenance is important with metal armor. I'm not good with uh, crafts. Are you good with infections? Duh. Well, then, I guess you have not much to worry about, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Young uh, Alcaran woman approaches you, and she just seems to radiate this sort of strange energy. She's she's shockingly young. You would have thought maybe she was uh, in her 20s when you first saw her, but as she's close, she could be maybe 15. She has no hair on her head, and the tattoos, and what looks like just years of sunbaked skin definitely give her a little more age than you would assume. She approaches the group and gives you what looks like a very ceremonial bow, and holds her hands up in a sort of circular gesture with her fingers radiating outward and says, Bren, bless you all. I respond in kind. I put my hand on my holy symbol. I am Shirian Mikra of the Alkaran House of the Sun. Atyom Konstantin Vichvulkov. She gives you a very solemn nod. Are you two on a religious quest today? No, I would not say I'm much for religious questing. Hmm. I serve Bren in my own way. As is his want, I am excited to be closer to the sun than I have ever been in my entire life. Duh, I did not think of it this way. Hmm. And you can notice that the tattoos in her skin aren't actually inked in. They're literally just burnt in from years under the sun with symbols kind of blocking out certain spots. So it's literally a two-tone of tawniness. She says, well, perhaps you will meet me at dawn for prayer? Happily. Very good. And you guys take your seats and you brought your food and the waiter comes out and whispers in Artemir and he says... We're only allowed to give you one portion, sorry. He sets it down. We got your request. What is wrong with this place? I'm already disappointed. 
and the figure sitting next to you is a, she's maybe in her 30s, a young woman with short hair and very fine kind of noble robes, but more scholarly. Um, she has a scroll case on her hip and she has three books in front of her that she was kind of thumbing through. She sat down right away. She says, you're telling me they don't know how to cook on these voyages. I've been on magical airships, but never an alchemical one. And I, I don't know if they have the same cooking crew, but I doubt it. I imagine they have some kind of ridiculous alchemical sous vide process for making their meats. Hmm. They should hire more hobgoblins. They really know how to cook. Don't they? Oh, look at this one. I think his name is uh, what, Pierre? Pierre? Is that his Jean-Pierre? I think so. Oh, he's fantastic. And she seems to now be becoming aware of her surroundings. She's like, oh, oh, it's the Moral Dawn. Fantastic. Yes, hi. Hello. What's your name? And she shakes all of your hands very friendly. Oh, my name's Elmira Wainwright. It's she, so nice to meet you. She has to shake my left because I don't have a right hand. <laughs> she goes for it. And she's like, and she actually like moves forward to grab it and like look at it. She says, oh, that is fascinating. Be careful, it bites. Ooh, uh, thank you for the warning. A little tendril like reaches out and then curls back. She is immediately like just analyzing everything about this. Dear Almira, it's, it's impolite to stare. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't help myself. Uh, I'm a bit of an artificer and things of bizarre magic history just sort of pique my interest. Artificer? Ooh, tell me more. It's impolite to stare. Yes. <laughs> Have you not heard me say that many, moment. many times? <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm just a historian of magical artifacts, the age of legends in particular. That's my specialty. Um, oh. I'm sort of doing an analysis comparing the flight patterns and the operations of an alchemical ship versus the magical ships that I've been on in the past. Mm. Just sort of a, a thesis I'm writing. Not a big deal. Oh, sounds very fascinating. You've probably read some of my published work. Oh, maybe. I'd be very interested to um, hear your work. Hmm. I'm only concerned about the fuel usage. We have plenty for the voyage. I just don't know how renewable these resources are. There's some some irons and rare gems they're using from the Dwarven Islands, and it might become expensive. I think magic is the cheaper way to go. We can manifest those kind of things from our own power and using rituals, not digging things out of the earth. And another voice kind of rings out and says, I'm worried about the black smoke that billows into the sky, leaving a trail behind it, causing the birds to gag, descending into the sea with black rain. Ooh. And you see the wood elven figure kind of oh, picking okay. at his food very carefully. We found the vegan. Yeah, I was expecting it to be the Lorax just back there. <laughs> as far as wood elves go, he's fairly Lorax-y. <laughs> big orange mustache. I don't know why my family decided that it was important that we have some more public relations with the humans, but this seemed like quite the big gala. I would rather be back home in Ilusar. Not a fan of humans, I take it. Humans are fine. It's the things that they do to nature that bother me. I would agree. Hmm. Of course, this is 80% meat. He says, sliding the plate away. Earth yeah. <laughs> and he oh. gives you a, he, there's a very awkward, like three seconds of staring. And he just kind of says, of course. I would say, Herithax oh. and Artyom both kind of reach for his plate <laughs> as soon as he passes it. And I stop. I look at the, I look at the food. I look at Artyax. I'll tell you my veggies. I cut half of the steak. Pass that across. Oh, that's very kind of you. Thank you, Artyom. And your hand reaches out and grabs it. <laughs> I like and reaching for it. Reach for it. It's like, <laughs> little tendrils just. <laughs> You're not giving another portion just because he ate it. <laughs> and it folds in on itself and enters your palm. You're better that than me, I guess. There is a strange. It's not like a fullness, but there is a weird kind of nourishment that you get from it. All right. Uh, so Chris will pass his vegetables and whatnot uh, to to the fellow, saying, "I'm sorry, I I didn't catch your name." My name is Elmswood. Elmswood, it's a pleasure to meet you. Gives you a nod. And uh, after the meal has been cleared, um, some of the servants bring out new trays to everybody, and you're thinking for a second, oh boy, dessert. But they lay down what looks like a set of five dice in front of each of you. There's also a couple of decks of cards that are put on the table. I grab the hand that lays it down. 
<laughs> this is not dessert. <laughs> well, that's right, sir. It's time for gaming. Are we all seated next to each other? You're in the same table, yeah. There's kind of a large communal table okay. in this mess hall. I was going to lean over and say, Mom never let us gamble. She said it was um, immoral. I call dibs on the cleric this time. I just want to say that right now. Arvid, you gamble with your life every time you enter combat. I think you're okay. Uh, but it's you, you're stealing from people. It's a game where you steal. The whole thing is stealing. No, what? it's just, it's, it's about fun, Arvid. Что? Stealing. <laughs> the one who wins is stealing from the one who loses. There's no nothing earned. There's no sharing of work or value. It's just stealing. Look, I don't like gambling either, but I think you have some misconceptions. Mm-mm. Uh, you all seem to be a little bit confused, says Lady Ilian with her full plate armor. Uh, in some parts of Leone, after dinner, games are very much encouraged that dessert will come later after we've burnt off a little bit of our appetite. Yes, mm. I'm sure these rolling of dice will uh, burn off plenty of calories. Well, you never know. Let's let's try. What game do you have in mind? Well, they've brought us five dice and we're on a voyage, so I suppose it's time for ship's captain crew, eh? And she looks around the table and there's a couple of nods of approval. A couple of people like kind of bow out. The wood elf and the sun cleric, she's not really interested in playing. Says, Shall we start with ten gold? Hmm? Looking hmm. around. I'll pass. And says, you're right. Why not? Why not? Any other takers? I'll play. I guess mom's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Are we all familiar with the rules of ship's captain crew? <clears throat> no. Very good. Time for a brief explanation. We will each be rolling five six-sided dice. You are looking to roll a six, a five, and a four. You must roll them in that order. If you do not roll a six on your first roll, you take one out and you continue rolling. The six is called the ship. You continue rolling once you have set aside your ship. You want to roll a five after that. That is called the captain. If you do not achieve it, you continue rolling. Your goal is to roll a six, a five, and a four. You can roll all of them in the same roll, but until you succeed at those, you continue taking out dice, and whatever dice remain when you have achieved those is your score plus 15 from the six, five, four. Ship, captain, crew, cargo. Hmm. I can help you tally as you play. I will start. Mm-hmm. This is Lady Ilian. Ship. So she did not roll a five in that, so she can't keep the four till she has a five, right? Correct. Okay. Captain. Damn. No. <laughs> a fine cargo it would have been. So she removes the dice until she manages to roll a six, a five, and a four on her last die. She says, clean 15. But I made it. The voyage continues. Who's next? <laughs> You, big one. <clears throat> All right, here we go. <laughs> uh. Oh, God. Oh, oh, and uh, for reference on these weird dice, the ones are fro- the frogs are ones. <laughs> oh, no, si- not, no six there. So no such luck. Okay. Take one out and keep rolling. Hide it from us, please. <laughs> I'm trying to keep him from flying everywhere. <laughs> Golly. Uh, no six. Uh, I've got four, four, five. Mm, very close. Keep taking him out. Statistically, at this point, he can't get enough, right? She's right. lost three dice. You're out for the turn. Yep. Herothex will pull out dice made of bone. Is this fine? Please use the same dice as the table. That is customary. All right. <laughs> so, no sixes. Nope. Oh, no. Five, five, four, four, two. So I lose a die. She seems very pleased with herself. Oh, there's a six there. Very nice. The table's like leaning in and oh, watching. Oh, so close. Oh, I lose another die. So very close. I need a five on this or I'm out too. Oh, n- no. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn. Bad luck, bad luck. Oh. Well, Mr. Christ. 
Oh, okay. You well, have a reputation of being quite lucky. I uh, I do okay, I guess. Game terms. Can he use luck to reroll these dice? I'll let you use one luck for one die. That's literally what luck is for. Okay. Oh, well, here goes. The whole table's leaning in at this point. Oh, a, a six <laughs> and a five. Oh, do you, clever. Do you want to use a luck and try and reroll and just get a four all in one go <laughs> instantly? Wait. Uh, yeah, how does you can save work? it till you need it, or you can use it now. You just basically get to roll one die and burn one luck. Okay, I would well, wait. Yeah, I'm gonna wait. Oh, I guess I need a full. Hmm. Oh well, look at that. <laughs> a four and two fives. Hmm. Twenty-five, eh? That's a that's a sizable score. Oh, I do. I do. Okay. <clears throat> well, that is embarrassing. That's fifty that? gold for you. Oh. Well, here. Ten of which comes from each of you. Yeah. Chris just gives them back their ten. <laughs> but not me. And I feel like I'm the real winner here. <laughs> well. That was quite fun. And we assume that the group continues to roll for a little while if they wish to, but everyone kind of breaks even after that. Chris definitely shows his lucky nature, though. And eyes are kind of on him at that point. And at that point, uh, after the meal is done and they bring out little trays of what look like a three-tiered moose in kind of a shade of pink, uh, orange, and then red. Um, very tasty, different flavors of fruit. Um, there is a lurching as the ship kind of stops for just a second and like tilts just slightly. Oh, oh my, what and is going on? The smell of smoke starts to fill the air. There it is. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Stand up. Oh, not again. Uh, everyone at the table immediately gets up and I know everyone to roll me a very quick perception check. I put my hand on Chris's shoulder. It'll be okay. Okay. We've got this one if we need it. And I was apparently too distracted. <laughs> and uh, got a... You were finishing your dessert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a 12. Uh, 16. Uh, 15. Mm-hmm. 15. All right. Well, uh, the three of you notice as you immediately go into like danger mode, preparing yourself for what may come, you get awareness of the surroundings and the elf is gone. The wood elf with the feathers in his hair vanished at some point during ship's captain crew. I knew it. He slurked out the back very stealthily. What? What did you know? It seemed like maybe he wasn't very happy with the idea. Ah, you're thinking uh, eco-terrorism. This is fascinating. Saboteur. Reginald, Reginald, have you, seen, have you seen Elmswood? I did not follow. I'm here. <sighs> I'm going to taste my tongue, like scrape it and kind of savor the flavors. Mm -hmm. Was my food poisoned? Go ahead and roll me your medicine check with advantage. Uh, I got a three and an eight, but the eight gives me a 14. You detect nothing but delicious raspberry mousse. <laughs> is the name of the dessert the Red Sky? Uh, it is not. <laughs> or Sailor's Delight. It is the Comet's Tale. Uh, okay. Oh. Mm -mm. And at that, there's the sound of breaking glass as what looks like a grappling hook hits the side of the ship near the mess hall and sticks in, locking into the wood. I'm going to run over with a shadow dagger and cut the rope on it. S somebody beat us to the Sky Pirates thing. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> and you do. You immediately cut. And as you get to the window, you see a scene outside as the smoke that was just leaving a trail behind is now kind of billowing out of the back of the ship. And there are these huge birds flying along the side with a person sitting on a saddle on their back with a ranged weapon in their arms and another person in their talons. What's what's going on? Something totally red. <laughs> what, what, what? What? Tell me what is going on. Uh, uh, bird people? People, with, people riding birds? Come. People riding birds? <laughs> and, and Chris just runs over there immediately and then casts hypnotic pattern. Cool. Let's uh, use that as part of the skill challenge. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we all know the mechanics of skill challenge. Let's roll some initiative checks. All right. Ooh. Ooh. 20. 20. 21. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally one-upping. One 
Her dex is an 18. 18. Damn you fuckers. Damn, we're doing good. <laughs> what? What? 14. Hey, that's not bad. It's pretty good. Fantastic. So leading the charge with a objective in mind is Chris. Well, uh, let me try to distract them. And he immediately starts doing a hypnotic pattern. Awesome. I'd love to see that arcana check. Ooh, that is a 19. Wow. Fantastic. So you, in fact, do run to the window that is broken near Artyom and see these figures riding on these giant eagles. Um, They look like elves wearing red and blue armor made of just heavy rawhide and leather. You shoot out your strange prismatic magic it fills the air and two of them just start to like veer off as they almost get like caught in this weird arcane pattern that's floating out in the void the void next up we have artyom who is also at the window cool i shout out uh, out of the window and i say you were born to this guy i chose it and then i like let out my uh, i want to do my radiance of dawn radiance. Oh. and just like the sun just explodes down on him i thought you were going to cast bane Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. Um, religion? Uh, yes, please. And actually, I'm going to give you advantage because as you do this, you feel a hand, a searing hot hand rest on your shoulder. Oh, it's tender. I love it. Uh, that is a 12 plus... No, oh, it's religion, right? Mm-hmm. So it's plus three. All right, that is enough. And with the boost of this divine conduit between you and the young sun priest, high priestess of Alcaran Temple... The side of the ship just illuminates. There are some workers nearby that literally hit the deck from the flash of light that just washes over them. You all know the routine, so you close your eyes in time. You've seen Artyom gear up for this before. But some of the other like noble, wealthy passengers are rubbing their eyes. And from outside the ship, you just see this like blast of light shoot out. And it literally like pushes two of the people off of the eagles that are soaring along the side. And as they're starting to descend, their wings now singed. You see the people who are in their talons starting to climb up, but they've lost control. And some of them are just plummeting to their... Potential death. Next up in the skill challenge is Harothax. All right. I want to try and attune to my patron and mm-hmm. sort of increase the primalness of these eagles and make them less trained and more just feral. Okay. What kind of skill do you want to manipulate for that? Can I use maybe Arcana or or could I use like nature or survival? I, try uh, survival? I would like both survival or Arcana would work. We All have right. a, a turn pass. I'm going to go survival then. All right. Also Very awesome. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I see that you have used nature. I too can use nature. <laughs> That's badass. Oh well, yeah, let's wait for the roll before we declare it badass. <laughs> how how about an eleven law? Uh well, your strange, bizarre, primordial white hand. Uh you see the mouth start to shape shift and like morph into this razor sharp beak. Can I have a plus one for my hand? Uh, not to survival. All right. right. Um, <laughs> but it's okay that you asked. And it lets out this like, like out the window. And immediately some of the nearby eagles resonate with this and make the same noise. One of them grabs the person who's in his talons and just starts to rip them apart. But three of the nearby ones immediately turn towards the ship and begin to attack the deck. Oh. So well. you do, in fact, wake up. They're angry, but they turn it on the people on the ship immediately. Well, that kind of backfired. I like that. I like that a failure can still technically be a success. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. Somewhere on the ground, someone's gonna have a really bad day. <laughs> Shower of blood on some random passerby down there. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, just... mm. Hey, pot's raining blood. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sean, that's an elf. <laughs> <laughs> he just tastes it. Mm. It's elf blood. <laughs> mm. Mm. Nope. Next up, we have Arvid. Arvid is going to. Use an animal handling check to tell Morty, go find the vegan. 
Those are those are words Morty will understand. <laughs> Morty, find the vegan. Because um, <laughs> um, you know uh, things that don't eat meat. That's not super common. That, no, that's a great is. idea. And Morty was sniffing everyone under the table. So mm-hmm. okay, and uh, let's see if it works, puppy. Well. <laughs> It was kind of cocked, but yeah. I don't think you could have stacked another die on top of it, which is kind of the metric for what is and isn't cocked. Okay, cool. Um, so I will allow the 20. That's a 20 on the <laughs> dice for everyone at home. Oh. So you snap and give a command to Morty, and he immediately knows what you're saying. Um, there was some interesting smells going on with that wood elf, and he wanted to explore it more. And knocking over like a tray of desserts on his way out and some of the workers, he books up the stairs, and you just hear him going... Rrr, rrr, rrr. Up onto the deck. The dessert! <laughs> <laughs> and Morty gets like kind of covered in like mousse and fondue and stuff. <laughs> I'm going to suck your dog later. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> Roll intimidate? <laughs> uh, but that is two successes for the Mortal Dawn. Next, back to the top of the initiative, we have Chris. Hmm. Okay. So I think I'm going to also try to investigate where Elmswood may have gone. Okay, go ahead and roll me investigation. Oh no, that's well. I'm going to use a bit of luck. Cool. It's a four, so let's... That's a 14 now. 14 is the Total. DC. Oh no. No, that is the DC. That's oh, okay. I made it. Oh, yay. Um, so <laughs> oh no. I take it back. <laughs> you follow Morty up the stairs, and the stairs kind of go in two directions, one going down and one going up. One up onto the deck, and you can see up on the deck just Morty leaping through the air and landing on top of this wood elf uh, whose hands are now up in the air and being pinned prone by this massive dog. But you look down and you sense all of this really bizarre magical energy coming from down below where this smoke is just like pluming out from probably the engine room. And something about it, you can just tell there's something magic going on in there. That's, um, but that is a success for the group. You have investigated more information on the scene. Artyom, you're next. I'm going to take my wand of thorns, now Gosmeriel's charge, mm-hmm. extend it, and then hurl out a thorn whip at one of the passing by elves. Try to pull them off it. Sick. Uh, athletics? Uh, athletics? That's the usual mechanic for push-pull, but if you have another one you want to try to sell me I off. mean, it's usually you roll an attack for it, so mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're good with that, I can... Yeah, I I've let people use straight attack rolls for their skill challenges. Cool. I hope this works, because it's going to look badass AF if you just yank this dude off. Nope. Oh. <laughs> that is a total of eight. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to get a little creative with this one. Okay. Because <laughs> the scene is very dynamic. So you do, in fact, whip out and wrap around the waist of a very quickly moving nearby passenger. Um, it's one of the eagles that's attacking the ship, so it's very nearby. And it pulls you out onto the back of this eagle. <laughs> oh. And you are now out of the cargo room, or out of the uh, mess hall, and over the edge of the ship on the back of this eagle, kind of tangled up with the rider who is trying to control <laughs> this berserking bird. Oh, I love it. It's, it's Birdzerk. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Hyrothax, you see this happen. All right. Um, if I go out onto, I can get to the deck relatively quickly from mm-hmm. where we are. It's not a big ship. Are there crew members running around on the deck? Yes. Uh, they are now armed with what look like white spears. The eagles are kind of up in the air, right? Some right? of them are on the edge of the deck, like raking at people. Okay. Um, the passengers that are on their backs are trying to like get off and engage in combat. And there are some still in the air. Would it be possible for me? Oh, there's some in the air. Can mm-hmm. I cast Hunger if Hadar centered somewhere where it won't hit crew members? Yes, on absolutely. A, on a group of eagles. Okay. Uh, Herothax is going to walk, just walk out on deck and kind of gripping the tendrils that are kind of still writhing. Herothax is going to go, Hungry, you're not the only one. And I cast Hunger of Hadar centered on a bunch of eagles using Arcana? Yes, please. Okay. 
Or can I use my spellcasting modifier? Um, we'll go with Arcana for now. Okay, because my spellcasting modifier is like twice. It is. <laughs> can I use guidance on it though? That's a ten total. That's okay. Damn it, poor Haruth. I've rolled seven twice. Yeah. Nope. I strain too much. Fill the air with just this pocket of darkness that you see tendrils like lashing out of, and the eagles in defense mode immediately all flap away from it. And a couple of the passengers and the people who work on the ship like look up in terror as a couple of arrows shoot into them from the people who are still up in the sky, shooting down from above. Um, that I hope my eagle doesn't fly farther away from the ship. Right, Uh, Arvid, you're up next. Um, Morty has been a good boy. I love Morty. Arvid is going to, having noticed the trouble that befalled Artyom, he's going to use his thorn whip to try to pull Artyom back. Oh, double thorn whip. <laughs> that is wonderful. Bye. It's a three. It's a five. Wait, six. Six. Okay. Yikes. <laughs> Not a 14. Uh-oh. That's what that was. So we are at five successes and four failures. And at this point, the scene from outside of the airship is Eagle. On the Eagle's back, there is an elven rider tangled up and wrestling with Artyom. And around Artyom's waist, there is a thorn whip. And dangling five feet below the Eagle is Arvid kicking his feet in the air as he slips out of the window. Awesome. Ah! It is awesome. I agree completely. Uh, Chris, back to your turn. Oh, God. Now it's all on me. Okay. So I'm going to go on the deck and mm-hmm. make a persuasion to Elmswood mm. saying, please, please help me. Your people are dying. Nature is dying. I don't want this. Ooh, Ooh. that is a 25 <laughs> total. God damn. 18 on the die. Wow. All right. Um, and he says in a very straining voice because there's two huge puppy paws pressing the air out of his lungs. He says, there is a spear in the engine, a magic one. And that is a success for the group. Wonder how the spear got there, Elmswood. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, Artyom, you are next. You are aware of the situation. So cool. Uh, So I've kind of got him wrapped and tangled in all that stuff. It's it's a grapple, yeah. I'm going to spin it over his head to give myself a little bit of slack, jump off the back, and use it as kind of like a trapeze to to swing down low and then Mm -hmm. just kind of like try to tug him off with the momentum. Are you trying to land back inside of the ship? Yes, but I'm hoping I can also pull him off with the momentum. Let's see in acrobatics. Okay, don't roll shit. It's a three plus Mm. plus six. (laughs) All right. Well, you're not falling or anything, but you are now very tangled up with both the bird and the rider and Arvid, who is now dangling below you. They're two whips just kind of entangled. Yeah, it's it's like when two jump ropes get like mixed up and they just kind of spin. (laughs) Now Arvid's just like spinning in a rapid circle. (laughs) Can you give us a little... Pass the the microphone. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, Harutax. Let's see. I'm on the deck. I cast a spell. I tried to use survival. That dude put a a thing in the engine. There's people getting all jumpy tangled in the bird. Mm, Jumpy tangled in the bird. Yeah. You you heard the conversation between. Uh, Elmswood and Chris. Haruthax will will run for the engine and see if I I, I want a magic spear. Why not? I'm going to try and pull a magic spear out <laughs> of the engine. Okay. Uh, what kind of skill would you want to use? Maybe athletics or uh, nature? 
Because yeah, let's use nature. <laughs> let's as, not use my athletics. Absolutely. As you enter the engine room, you can see what looks like where there was once a, a wooden haft of a spear. It has exploded and turned into vines that are growing through the engine. And there's just thorns and like flowers that are getting caught on fire. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and use my little tendril arm to chase those vines and just kind of pull all of them back. Perfect. Vines versus vines. Mm. Fuck my life. No. That's natural one. Oh, oh no. no. Hey, you know what? Wah, wah. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is Arvid. I tried changing dyes and it really backfired. I think the best thing Arvid can do is try to stop spinning and maybe even climb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll just do that one. Athletics? Athletics. That's not what you used. Nope. I, I, used, I used suck. That's what I used. <laughs> Sucking skill. Okay, good. That's a 20-something. Yeah, that's much better. All right. Using your muscle, you managed to climb back in, pulling Artyom in with you, um, kind of just scooping him up with the vines that he's tangled up in, and the rider does, in fact, fall to their death, having been tangled up. But the eagle soars off, and that puts us at a perfect tie for the skill challenge, which means it isn't necessarily a pass or a failure. So as the ship lands, it is an emergency landing. It has not made its destination, and it has not made its 100-mile mark. Uh, for the reputation of the voyage, and many of the eco-terrorists, as they've been called, have escaped. But Elmswood is put under arrest. Um, he is sent to the gulag, as it were. Um, <laughs> and he says before he leaves, he's like, I'm not afraid to do my time. I made my choices. I wish you Elms wouldn't. <laughs> Next time, maybe thought get something without people on board, huh? If I had the luxury. And Regina says, boy, that was a mess. I'm sure glad you guys were there. I don't know what would have happened. These crewmen are okay, but they're not soldiers, that's for sure. But, uh, boy, I'm sure they're still going to pay you for the passage, but I don't know if this is necessarily going to be a good reputation boost for any of us. I'm probably not going to be flying an airship anytime soon. But any landing you can walk away from is a good one, am I right? (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Oh, Oh, well. Well, I've got some wagons lined up to return to Inlakes. Can I give you a ride home? Please. Lovely. Wait. Ah, We were in the air. We could have gotten... We could have used the swan. I'm really excited about this swan. <laughs> got a swan? Uh, a swan of sorts? We point the swan at something, and uh, then we can just shoot to it. It's like teleportation, but faster and swanier. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys could get pretty close to the outskirts of Lucinelli from here. Nice. Then maybe we do not need to ride. Well, can I hitch a ride with your swan thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Badass. Uh, so this this is Arvid's first time activating the swan. The sun is slowly starting to set, and you can see that the night sky is starting to peer out. The stars are getting brighter. And you hold this obsidian swan skyward, and something about it, you've, you've spent enough time with it that you know how to attune and activate it. And all of you just hear the sound of these huge, flapping black wings, and everything gets kind of obscured by radiant black feathers. And then you see wings spread, and suddenly you're standing... On the outport of Lucinilli, you can see the docks from here. Ships are coming in, and the sound of music fills the air. And with that exciting conclusion, the Mortal Dawn has foiled the plot of an environmental criminal, bent on bringing the airship down in flames in the name of nature. Agreeable motives, perhaps, but executed with a troublingly malicious intent. Though the ship didn't make its destination, at least everyone is safe. Why wait till it's full of people to clip that bird's wings? I don't get why you don't just bust it up while it's parked. Trying to send a message, I guess. 
I'm glad the Mortal Dawn was there, and we got some high-stakes action out of this mission after all. Speaking of wings, you see the way those kids are dangling from that sky chicken? They were all feathers and whips. I swear to the gods I heard a wacky sax song playing in my head. And if I'm not mistaken, this wraps up the back-to-back -back quest collections for the Mortal Dawn. They're on fire, folks, and I for one can't wait to see what's next in store for this hero-ranked team, climbing the tiers like someone installed stairs. We'll see you again real soon, here on the League of Ultimate Questing. And we're doing five today, so I figured we could just go in a circle around. And yeah, that's a great plan. It's really hoping Harvard was going to say, have a gander at this, and then summon the swan. Oh, oh I see. That's a goose. There's All right. Also, a missed chance for um for the whole like everyone has to hug me because it's. Just, I was oh, yeah. I was Contact. I was gonna say like group yeah. hug, yeah. um, but uh, we can splice it in real quick. No, it's a good no, it's just, it's a good line, but yeah. yeah. Hey, you cuties. Thanks for listening to the League of Ultimate Questing. Uh, I'd like to have a quick go around the table and introduce everybody. Uh, I'm Zach. I play Artyom Volkov. I'm also the Cleric of Sunlight and Suffering. Uh, and I'm also, I am both. <laughs> I, Zach, am the Cleric of Sunlight right. and Suffering. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also the uh, partial editor and uh, technical director for Slapdash Studios. I also want to give a special thanks to Tori Christensen for being our uh, a, a practically full-time editor at this what? point. What? Thank you, Tori. Big thanks Thank to Tori. Thank you. You're the and oh hi uh, i'm alante i was going to say i'm chris but i also am chris chris is a grand the crystalline sorcerer mm -hmm. i'm michael loving i play haruthex the dragonborn warlock and i am sam i play arvid tamer of dogs owner of <laughs> bird <laughs> owner of bird uh, and uh and and aerial um spinneret <laughs> I like master that. Something. Uh, thank you. Yes. And my name is Law. I'm the dungeon master for the League of Ultimate Questing and the creative director of Slapdash Studios. Awesome. Well, as you may or may not know, new episodes go live every Monday and bonus content goes up on social media every Friday. On Twitter and Instagram, we're Slap the Dash and uh, Slapdash Studios on Facebook. Uh, go to slapdashstudios.com to find links to all these uh, and our Patreon and everything else. Uh, your support keeps making this these episodes possible and uh, helps us buy things like web presence and equipment and it's kind of amazing. Uh, you can get access to our magic items and character sheets, maps, bonus episodes, and all sorts of stuff. If you want to know what happened to Hotterthax in the last uh, like secret episode, you can just pay $1 to get access to it. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's absolutely super exciting. Uh, we post photos and lore and news on the website as well, so feel free to check it out there. Me and Law also make D20 questions where we get our drink and geek on with uh, people in the gaming industry, uh, or just friends, or just the two of us sometimes. <laughs> uh, it's very funny and super weirdly informative, uh, so please share us with your friends as uh, growth is super important right now, and your shares and reviews are literally our backbone. But until next time, we wish you luck.